0: This is a story from the Land of Nod. Hi, my name is Annie and I create everything that you see and hear here at Land of Nod. If you would like to support the work that I do, please consider going to patreon.com forward slash Land of Nod Learning. Thank you. The Fox Tricks the Wolf It was springtime. In the forest, the trees were putting out fresh green leaves and the birds nested in their branches. A hungry wolf came stalking like a lean grey shadow through the forest. Presently, he met a red-brown fox who was busy eating a fine, plump hen. Give me half of that hen, begged the wolf. I am starving. The fox did not want to share the hen with wolf. He looked up with a crafty gleam in his eye will do better than that, he said. There are plenty more fine plump hens where this one came from. Follow me and I will show you. The wolf followed the fox, who led him out of the forest, across a field, and into a farmer's yard. He stopped by the door of a hen house. Just go in there, friend, he told the wolf, and you will find a feast of your own for the taking. The wolf did as Fox directed. He went inside the henhouse and saw a row of fine, plump hens perched there. Here is a feast indeed, he said to himself. He was just about to pounce on the finest and plumpest hen of all when (laughs) Cock-a-doodle-doo! A a peep in the henhouse! Cock-a-doodle-doo! It was the rooster that had crowed, strutting up and down and flapping his wings in the wolf's face. The wolf grew very frightened. He knew that the noise would wake the farmer. He turned round and ran to the door of the henhouse, only to find that the fox had locked it from the outside. And now the farmer came running across the yard with a thick stick in his hand. I'll teach you to steal my fine, plump hens, he cried when he found the wolf in the henhouse. Take that and that and that, you nasty wolf and he beat the wolf with his stick. The wolf howled with pain and loped away covered with bruises, a sorry sight. He vowed he would get even with the fox for treating him so shabbily. Just wait until we meet again, Mr Fox, he snarled. It was summertime when the wolf met the fox for the second time. The sun shined from the blue sky and the meadows were filled with flowers. The wolf came upon the fox licking a butter churn by the roadside. "'That was a shabby trick you played play on me when you locked me in the house, the wolf said to him. "'And now you can just give me some of that butter by way of making amends!' The fox pretended to be very sorry. "'I hope that your bruises were not too painful, friend,' he said. "'I would like to give you some of this butter, but I fear that is impossible.' "'Because I have just this minute finished the very last morsel.' "'He licked his lips as he spoke. "'However, it is quite a simple matter for you to enjoy a feast of butter. "'All you have to do is lie down by the roadside and pretend that you are quite dead. "'By and by a farmer will come along in his cart, "'taking his churns of butter to the market. "'When he sees you, a dead wolf lying in the road,' He will want to sell your fur at the market and will put you in his cart along with the butter. Then all you have to do is eat as much of the butter as you like and when you have finished, jump down off the cart. The wolf happened to think this was an excellent plan. He lay down in the road without moving, just as if he were dead. Sure enough, before long he heard the clip-clap of a horse's hooves and along came a farmer bringing his cart to the market, and that cart was filled with butter churns. Hello, I see a dead wolf in the road, said the peasant. I'll take him to the market and sell his fine fur. This was splendid. Everything was happening just as Fox had said it would. But then the farmer scratched his head and said, How can I be sure the wolf is really dead? I don't want to get When I go to pick him up, I know. I'll drive the cart over him just to make sure. And before the wolf had time to get up and run away, the peasant whipped up his horse and drove the cart right over the wolf's body. Oh, how the wolf howled! How black and blue he was! He limped off into the forest, a sorrier sight than ever. I'll have that fox know what I think of him, he vowed. Just let me meet him again. He'll find he's tricked me once too often. Soon it was winter again. The trees of the forest were bare and snow covered the ground. The wolf met the fox for a third time. On this occasion, the fox was enjoying a great big fish. A heap of fish bones lay on the ground before him. Just tell me where you got all those fishes or it will be all the worse for you. The wolf snarled. Showing his sharp fangs. There's no need for you to snap at me like that, friend, the fox protested. Of course, I'll tell you. I'm very sorry our little plan concerning the butter did not work out as we had hoped. However, if I were to show you where to catch a feast of fish, I'm sure that will more than make up for it. Just follow me. And he led the wolf to a stream. Here we are, said the fox. All you have to do is sit here with your tail dipped in the water. You may have to wait for some time until a really big fish comes along. Then, as soon as you feel it tugging on your tail, whisk it up and out of the water. And there you are. You may feel a few nibbles first from some of the smaller fish, but don't take any notice of them. It's best to wait for the really big ones. Take my advice. Well... The wolf was starving, and so he agreed and sat patiently on the brink of the stream with his tail dipped in the water. He felt a few little pulls, but took no notice, remembering the fox's advice. Wait for the big fish. Soon it became very cold, and the wolf began to shiver. This is no good, he thought to himself. I shan't fish any longer today. I'll try my luck tomorrow. Perhaps the fish will be biting then. Then he tried to get up, but he found that he couldn't. There seemed to be a great weight pulling on his tail. A big fish at last! He cried. He pulled and pulled, but nothing happened. He could not whisk that big fish out of the water. At last he twisted around to see what the matter was, and then he discovered the truth. There was no big fish pulling on his tail. The water of the stream had frozen and his tail was held fast in the ice. So the fox had played yet another trick on him. The wolf was very angry indeed. He tugged and pulled with all his might until at last his tail broke clean off and he had to leave it there behind him. Then he ran through the cold dark forest, seeking the fox until at last he found him. Now see what has happened, cried the wolf. "'All because of your bad advice. "'And this time, my friend!' "'But the fox interrupted him before he could finish. "'I am very sorry indeed to see that you've lost your tail,' he said. "'I must get you a new one at once. "'This is the least I can do to make amends.' "'The wolf was so surprised that he forgot how angry he had been a moment ago. "'Get me a new tail,' he repeated. "'But that's impossible!' Not at all, said the fox. Come with me. He led the wolf to a blacksmith's forge. My friend here has lost his tail and would very much like a new one, if you please, he told the blacksmith. Certainly, anything to oblige, the blacksmith replied. He put a bar of iron into his fire, left it until it was white hot and beat it into the shape of a tail. Then he fastened it to the wolf's to take the place of the tail he had lost. The wolf no sooner felt the red-hot iron than he uttered a fearful howl and leaped high into the sky. Up, up, up he went, far above the treetops, until he was only a distant speck among the clouds. He jumped so high that he took a very long time to come down again and found he had landed in a strange country. Just let me find that Fox! he muttered angrily. Just let me find him! But alas, the wolf did not know where to begin to look for the fox. Besides, his iron tail was so heavy that he could only move along very slowly. And for all I know, he is still looking for that sly fox, dragging his tail behind him. The End